Coming up on today's Locked On Mavs, good old-fashioned mailbag. Nick's out of town. So what better of a time to answer any type of questions you possibly have on your mind? Christian Wood, Josh Green, and more. Coming up on today's Locked On Mavs. And this is Locked On Mavs. don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to lockdown maps this is one of your co-hosts isaac harris of maps.com studio 41 and half of lockdown maps and today we're going to answer a bunch of questions or at least i'm going to answer a bunch of questions i guess i could have texted them to nick uh, as nick is still traveling for the holidays the other half of the show. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen. Go listen to another Locked On show. I was just talking to somebody the other day, and they said, wait, y'all have other shows for other like leagues, other sports? I'm like, yes, we do. Pretty much every team uh, that you're a fan of in another sport, we have a show for that. So uh, go check it out. Give it a chance. And uh, yeah. So today... I put out a question at the end of yesterday's show. And I said, hey, throw at me some questions. Uh, I just want to, let's just rapid fire through whatever questions you have about the Mavs. Most of it is about the Mavs. There's some, a few random ones in there that, I don't know, we might get to. We're just going to hang out, chill, have a little vibe. That's what the kids are saying uh, on this awesome Wednesday. If you uh, celebrate Thanksgiving on thursday then it's kind of like the day before you're like prepping maybe some of you're like not eating because you're trying to like save the save the carbs for the next day or maybe you're putting the brisket or something to smoke and it's going to smoke for like 24 hours that's you hit me up um i might need to test it out to make sure it's good for your family the next day but let's get into some mavs questions before that real quick sorry it's not an ad boston game tonight 6 30 at the Celtics, I think Jason Tatum is officially questionable for that game, which, you know, um, I almost wish he would just play. I feel like uh, that would kind of help the Mavs if he played. Uh, because we know their uh, struggles with teams playing uh, against teams without their stars. That might just be a new tactic we see by other teams across the league saying, you know what, our star player needs a rest night. Let's just do it against Dallas because they struggle. Uh, anyway, yeah be really really cool to see the Mavs bounce back uh, after that Nuggets loss and uh, take a game against one of the best teams in the league uh, but we'll see how that happens early tip if you're on central time at 6 30 so don't forget about that let's get into some questions a lot man I had to try to consolidate because got some DMs got some stuff on YouTube um, obviously a lot of you responded to the tweet today and try to consolidate a few here and there ton of christian wood questions which i get uh so we'll we'll cover a couple of these and uh then there were like multiple people asking about josh green over reggie bullock i'm like all right all right <laughs> i'll answer it once uh but here we go first one chase chase ask most likely to be traded before the season's end tim hardaway jr or christian wood my answer is christian wood um yeah, I mean, let's just go into this next one. Uh, Crew San asks, how exactly does the front office explain 
Woods minute reduction, even if his defense is bad, but he's the second best offensive option. Paraphrasing a little bit of that question there. Um, yeah, the Woods situation is just weird right now, right? Like, I mean, you go back. I don't even know if I want to do the whole like beginning of the relationship and just got done watching that bachelor in paradise finale. Great finale, by the way. So I don't know if I want to recap, uh, play a little recap of, uh, the beginning of the relationship of Christian Wood and the Dallas Maverick. Um, because a lot of you listen to this, you know, it, you know, the first time Nico, you know, could talk about that trade was I was sitting there right in front of him on that, on draft night. It was like two o'clock in the morning is, you know, it officially went through and he said the same, he said he went up there. He didn't declare him, you know, the new star running mate next to Luca. He didn't declare him the starting center. He didn't say any of that. He said, Hey, this is a prove situation for Christian Wood. And it's a chance for us to prove to him. Um, and it's safe to say it's just a weird situation, right? Like he hasn't, he doesn't start, you know, he wants to start. He said the other night he, he's voiced it several times about wanting to start. Um, if we talk about overall talent, just talent alone, he's probably the second most overall talented player on the team. Um, but there's a lot to go that goes into being a professional athlete and a lot of it, we just don't see. And there has to be something behind the scenes that, you know, a lot of fans are, are not seeing outside of, um, you know, him playing in you know, defense and struggling on, on the defensive end and, you know, so the question, that second question, how exactly does the front off explain Woods minute reduction? It's like, all right, well, I mean, one, they don't have to explain it because they're a front office. They don't have to explain to anybody why, you know, he's not getting the minutes of what fans think. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just going to leave it at that, that there must be other stuff that people are not seeing, or it's a, it's a style of play that they want to keep a certain style in the starting lineup next to Luca. And they really like him coming off the bench and kind of just answering the non-Luca minutes and all of that. So um, that's the best I could do with that. And, you know, why I picked him over Tim Hardaway? Well, one, the situation, because we know that this is probably not the best situation, you know, that he wants. He wants to be starting and playing a lot of minutes and finishing basketball games. But he's not, and he's also an expiring contract around $14 million. So, um, yeah, if I had to put money down on who's going to be traded first between Tim and Christian Wood, I would pick Christian Wood in that. Let's go to the next one. Dirk, Dirk Cools. It's I thought it was Dirk Rules at first, but it's not. Um, weird Twitter handle here, but all right. Uh, he asked, who will win the World Cup? Well, come on. It's Brazil. Brazil's going to win it. I actually think they're the favorite. I want to say that. I could be wrong. Um, shout out to Argentina for their uh, huge, great first win the other night. Just kidding. Sorry for any Mavs fans uh, in Argentina. Tough first game there um Mavs fan since 06 said what a good year oh well, I guess it's a good year to become a Mavs fan I guess you were really pissed you were really pissed that your first year of fandom uh in those finals probably not as pissed as some people who's been Mavs fans for a long time but uh what a way to start being a Mavs fan by the way um at least we both hate Dwayne Wade you ask which big is most likely to be traded first JaVale Maxi wood or dwight powell i will once again say christian wood um just because you know, I, I think the natural one uh, you know of that would be javel but right now i just don't know who 
I mean, do you want to get rid of JaVale McGee so bad that you're willing to attach a you know a second round pick or two second round picks to swap him out for another bench player, make it around, you know, three to five million dollars that you know could be part of your rotation? I, I just I don't I don't know if that's worth it. I would almost just hold on to him at this point because he's on year one of a three-year deal. So I don't think a lot of teams are like dying to trade for JaVel right now. Um Maxi's really valuable to the teams. I don't see them, you know, trading him and I detailed the whole Christian Wood situation of just, you know, how happy he is right now, expiring contract, factoring in, hey, if this isn't the role that he wants right now, if he wants a bigger role right now, I don't know if he's going to be picking up the phone a lot once free agency starts uh, about signing a a big contract here, if the Mavs even wanted to do that. So uh, anyway, Christian Wood would be my pick in that Um yeah, for that question for Mavs fans since 06. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be back. This podcast is brought to you by Turo. Said the story the other day, but it was my birthday a few weeks ago, and my wife was like, hey, I got a unique gift for you. We went driving. We pulled in this condo. Get out of the car. She's like, hey, I rented you a Tesla for the day. I'm like, how in the heck do you even do this? It's through an app called Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and get this, coming soon to Australia. Book a spacious SUV or a minivan for a family road trip. Probably one more kid away from a minivan. Don't tell my wife. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, shout out to my wife, or holiday. Mini Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms and conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. All right, let's get to some more questions. Um this is just a weird name. C-O-R-F, Corf. Great, man. If that's your real name, I would be mad at my parents the entire my entire life. Nay, all right. Your question is, if you're the Mavericks GM, which move would you try to make happen? I mean, I've been pretty bullish on this. I, obviously, if you can go out and get a big name out there, Giannis says, hey, I want to go to Dallas. You go get Giannis. But I'm trying to keep it within a realistic... Um, scenario or realistic player to trade for uh terry rogier i'm going to say that over and over just because look at the situations in charlotte they're a bad team uh they're not going to be good this year rogier's under contract for multiple seasons that's typically what you you know when you start looking at fake trades go across the league it's like all right who are teams that are trying to lose who are going to be sellers okay if these teams are sellers would they want to get off players on their contract or players on their books that are making a lot of money over the next two to three seasons. And that's where the Terry Rozier, you know, contract comes into play. I think, uh, I also think that he would not cost a first round pick, you know, depending on what the package is. I think, I think there's a scenario in which Dallas could come in and say, Hey, we'll give you some cap relief, maybe give you another veteran, veteran presence in the locker room. And, uh, in return, you get your third ball handler, uh, in Terry Rozier. So I don't have a specific trade for you, Corf, but uh, it's pretty obvious. I've talked about Terry Rozier before, and I think you fit great in Dallas. Uh, next question. Jar- Jaraj. Sweet. 
there you go. I hope you know this is you. What would you give thanks for this holiday, this Thanksgiving as a Mavs fan? Got this question multiple, multiple times of basically, hey, it's Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. What are you, what are you uh, thankful for uh, as a Mavs fan? Let's just keep it in the Mavs universe here. Um, I'll say this. I think, um, you know, besides the, I'm going to add a different angle of the being thankful for Luca. I think we overlook how big of a deal it is or how lucky we are. Let me frame it that way. How lucky we are as, as fans of a professional franchise, just in any sport, to go from having a top 10, top 15 all-time player of the sport, a guy who was this the king of the city that had played his entire career, was just legend, all-time player in Dirk Nowitzki, to for him to basically overlap. They're the, for there not to be any years in which we didn't have that that guy that they even overlapped by a year. And I, I've joked about this before, but I think the longer we get into Luca's career, we're going to forget. Some of us even are probably already forgot that those two overlapped. Just think 10 years from now, Luca's going to be like a, you know, what, 14 year vet at that point or 15 year vet. And we're like, man, did they really overlap him and Dirk played together? And we're going to see those old pictures and it's going to be like, man, that's crazy that they did. But I'm, I am thankful for that. I am thankful that we were lucky enough to go have this amazing you know, career of Luke, of Dirk right into Luca, and there'd be no gap in between because we know there's franchises in all the sports that we follow in the NFL and different sports that they're just looking for their first Dirk. Like they're just looking for their first superstar that it's like, man, we haven't had somebody in like years or we've never had a guy like that. And for us to go to Dirk to Luca is something we should be thankful for. Next question. Donald says, does Nick have a three point shot? Have no clue. We've never got to play basketball together. I've only seen him shoot a basketball on the little tykes goal of my sons. Um, I thought he shot it well. Yeah. There you go. Can't give a really big scouting report on that. Uh, I'll ask my son for you, Donald. Larson asks, thoughts on reducing Luca's first half minutes? To basically, paraphrasing here because it's a long question, uh, to basically keep him fresh in the fourth quarter. This is interesting. Um, I lean against it a little bit just because Luca's such a good first quarter player. And I guess your your method of thinking in, in that is Luca is he's so fresh in the first quarter, then why not use the peak uh freshness of Luca to have a monster first quarter? And um, but yeah, maybe maybe you do test that out. I I lean towards no. But if it if there were was a scenario in which it was like, hey, we're going. I would almost rather bring him in a little bit later in the second quarter. Maybe I don't know because you know he plays the whole first quarter, sets out the first half of the second quarter, comes back in, and all that plays the rest of the first half and all that. But yeah, maybe maybe you cut that off and let him have like plays ten minutes of the first quarter instead of twelve. Get a couple minutes there, maybe gets him a little bit more fresh in the fourth quarter. Sure, I don't, yeah, good question, Larson. I I guess Tony says, "Dang, I thought I grouped all the Christian Wood questions together, but I didn't." He says, "Is Christian Wood a trade asset, a option to resign, or the second star next to Luca?" So I guess this question of like, "Hey, where where do you fall on this second star next to Luca?" I think it's very clear that Dallas does not view him as that. Um, 
the next option is re-sign in Dallas. I think as it's going right now, hey, if Christian Wood is sitting there voicing to the Mavs that he wants to play more, which I don't blame him. If I'm him, I would want to do that too. And he's still in the six-man role and playing 17 minutes and not finishing a game the other night. I would say it's probably a high probability at this point that we're probably not going to see him re-sign, but you never know. Things change in the NBA. We know this, how fast things could change. What if... A week from now, Christian was starting, playing 35 minutes, and he's loving his role. And the Mavs just did this 180. Who knows? At, but at this current moment, I don't see uh, the second star thing. I don't see the re-sign thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if I had to pick one of those three options, it, him as an expiring contract could be a trade asset. But, um, yeah. Uh, Tony also asked, is Clay Thompson a trade target? And I actually want to lump this into a question that we got later on. Here we go. From Josh Green's burner says, if the Warriors shopped Clay and Draymond, which would you prefer? This one actually made me think more than what I thought it would. I'm kind of worried about what I've seen from Clay. Um, just because so much of what clay was was his defense and the ability to have this let me literally one of the greatest shooters of all time the ability to have ray allen as this like lockdown perimeter defender basically was so appealing to where every single team in the league i think you if you did the exercise of saying man who's one player that literally fit on every single team it's clay thompson every time but i haven't been super impressed of what i've seen this season so far from him and it worries me a little bit um you know, the Draymond stuff, when Draymond is peak Draymond, I you know how much of a fan I am of Draymond in the sense of I I think he would fit in Dallas so well. I think he would be exactly what they need. And I'm just going to lean Draymond in this. I could be wrong. Come at me in the comments. Don't care. Um, but I would love Clay. To, it's very, very close. It's very close because I love both of them. I think they'd both be good in Dallas. Um, but Clay's... Um, slippage is that a word uh, sounds weird weird world word to say um on defense makes me a little worried next question tyler says now let me save tyler's question for after the break let's do uh <laughs> let's let's just do this one let's get it over with mets Mavs 910 weird fan combo you're a mets fan and a mavs I would say the diagram does not cross over very much on that. He asks, when is it time to start Josh over Reggie? Uh, not yet. Not there yet. We need more games. It, we forget that, um, you know, I think it was Christmas Day, or the first week of January, that it took uh, to get Reggie shooting the ball really, really well. And by the end of last season, we were all ready to, you know, buy Reggie jerseys, you know, as the playoffs went along and he's guarding Devin Booker. He's guarding these guys. He's playing 45, 46 minutes. He shot it. We listed off his shooting numbers in the playoffs last year. Um, he's a career, you know, his, his career three point shooting percentage is high. Um, I'm just, I'm not ready for that yet. I'm willing to give it more time, you know, give me another month and Josh is still killing it. Um, maybe three weeks. I don't know. Like if Josh still killing it, if the Mavs are, you know, losing more games, then I'm like, all right, I mean, sure. Like let's entertain it. Let's see what we got, but I'm just not ready. I'm not at that point yet. Sorry. Uh, I think Reggie should still be starting. All right, let's take another quick break and then we'll be back to talk more 
Mavs questions from a lot of you guys. This show is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. Man, listen, there's so many things right now you could use Bet Online for. We know all the NBA stuff, we talk about it all the time. World Cup is here. Go, I mean, if you want to really have fun with the World Cup, Bet Online's a place to be for that. And as always, you can always look up stuff for the NFL. And uh, as we have a ton of games coming up on Thanksgiving, how much fun is that to eat a bunch of carbs and watch football? You love sports podcasts. You can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. There you go. Let me pull the uh, correct lower third back up. And let's keep going through the questions. Now I've skipped around the questions. I got to like remember which ones. All right, Tyler, let's go back to Tyler's question. Tyler says, if everything was the same. So for context, I think what Tyler's saying is if, if we have the same record right now, or same spot in the standings, if everything was the same, but kid had made more drastic changes to the starting lineup. Would Mavs fans be less upset with how the season has gone? Let me comprehend that. So basically, if Kidd had made more, if he inserted Christian Wood, if he swapped out Reggie for Josh, if he made more drastic changes to the starting lineup, but yet they were still at the same spot as they were as they are in the, in the standings right now, would fans be less upset with how the season has gone? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think some fans probably don't want to admit that, but I, I do think so. I think if we're looking at it and saying, all right, we, we still have a decent record. We still have a winning record. Um, you know, kids trying things. Some Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I think fans would be, I think fans would be less upset with kid. I think they would be a little bit more upset with the front office because at that point you're like, well, dang, like if they still lost the lost those same games and all this, I think it's also the fashion in which they've lost some of these games losing against a Denver team without Jokic Murray and Aaron Gordon. That's ridiculous. Like it's, it's more of that than it is. I think that is making fans a little bit more frustrated um, than some of the minute things could be wrong, but Oh, well, just my opinion. All right, let's keep going here. Ultra 41 says, do you know that Nick says, all right, Isaac, even when I am gone? Yes, I do. A lot of people have told me that. Um, I think it's funny that he says it. And uh, I hope he keeps on doing it whenever I am gone. Um, speaking of that, Jacob says, are you and Nick good? Are you breaking up? No, we're not breaking up. Stop it. Um, yeah, we're good. He's just on freaking vacation. He's with family. Get off. Um, we could root against each other. I don't know when the Bengals play the Ravens or, um, he's actually, you know what? I'm going to break some news right now. I think his Lakers fandom is dwindling. There you go. He's, he slowly admitted that a little bit for me. I guess when you have Westbrook on your team, uh, you start to be, uh, less of a fan, but I think we have converted him pretty good. Um, here we go. Genius Mavs fan says, is the current Mavs roster subpar or is it kids allocation of minutes? Um, 
I think it's more about the roster than than I do uh, than I think it is about the minutes. There you go. I think uh, the roster could use some uh, upgrading at a few spots. Uh, Charlie says, <clears throat> "Are we all overreacting?" Man, this is a hot one. All teams and actually really like this question. This is probably my favorite one. Charlie, great job for sending this question. He says, oh, are we all overreacting? All teams in the West are equally average. Flaws for every team. The bet. Uh, I cut off the question. Dang it. Maybe having the best guy in the West is enough for a playoff run. One, Charlie, great job for having a level head here. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about overreaction on Twitter. Guys, that's just what Twitter is, right? Like Twitter is a space to overreact. It's just, and it's easy to dwell in the negative, like, especially on a platform like Twitter. Like, it's just part of it. How many, I mean, there's probably some of you out there, if you looked at the amount of times you tweet, you probably tweet more during bad games than you do good games. Cause it's like, oh, I just got to wallow in my misery and just tweet at people and get upset and just us talk about how everything is mad and frustrating and all this stuff. And that, that's just kind of like what Twitter is. So if you just are consuming that, then yeah, it feels like there's a huge overreacting, uh, overreaction going on. I think here's the thing. I think there is a little bit of overreaction because you would think sometimes, but by getting on, let's say Twitter after that Nuggets game the other night, you would think that we have a record like the Rockets when we don't. But that comes with expectations. That comes with how good they were last year. But there's also reason for that frustration too. I was just on, you know. In Studio 41 the other day on our Corner 3 radio show, you can subscribe to that and podcast or listen to it on Saturdays, 12 to 2 on 97.1 The Freak. And I was saying that I, I was like, you know what? It's actually I think it's really warranted for fans to be frustrated about the lack of a third ball handler because they made the trade last year. They brought in a third guy. They succeeded. They made a long playoff run. And then they just went away from that this year. And I think there's a reason to be frustrated about that. Like, why, why, why do we go away from that? Why haven't we gotten somebody? Like, why did we just kind of ignore what the success was last year? So I think a lot of, it, I think some of the, you know, yeah. Overreaction. Yes. But I think some of the frustration and to what has happened, I think it's kind of the proper reaction too. So sorry. I just hedged both those. Um, Spencer basically asked the same question about fans overreacting. Kalunka says, is Josh Green, great name, is Josh Green better than expected? He's better this year than what I expected for sure. Um, I was really worried for his kind of future in the league. Um, just because a, a guy like that's a, that's, you know, he's super athletic, but then after and he, he's like, all right, or he has good vision and good passing, but then it's, is kind of what, what do you do if you can't shoot? It's just really hard to succeed in this league if you can't shoot, and especially if you are a, a wing slash guard. And um, so I was worried, and I was worried about the shot. The shot was so clunky over the first few years of his career, but, man, it looks so much different this year. And so, yeah, I, I am uh, – he is better than what I expected. Do I think he should be getting 40 minutes a night? No, I do not. Do I think he should start over Reggie Bullock? Not yet. Um I like the role he's in, and let's just keep it at that. That's that's where I'm at with Josh Green. Chris says, would Nick want dinner with Mavs man or Dwayne Wade? For his sake, you better say Mavs man. All right? So, so that's that. G2O says, who is the biggest nerd on the Mavs squad? Biggest nerd. I don't know. I guess it defines how you, like, how, how do you want to define nerd? Is it 
smartest player, that's Dwight Powell. Um, nerd, I guess you want to get into, I mean, Luca and the chess and stuff. Um, but I, I don't think that's like, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just don't think that's like nerdy. Um, I honestly don't know what would be the, the correct. I mean, I, I guess I would lean. I'll lean maxi. Let's do maxi. I know maxi loves to read. Um, call me in there. I don't, I don't really care. Cool. Uh, I'll go with maxi. Tanner says, um, actually I'll end on Tanner's question. Uh, this Berg's guy, uh, person, uh, tweeted at me basically saying, why can't we get Kobe white and Gafford? And I just wrote down just some, one of the lines, uh, uh, this person said, if you listen to the pod, then shout out. You said, imagine, imagine a lineup with Kobe white, Daniel Gafford in blank, blank, blank. I'm sorry. I just, I'm all about fake trades, but I just, I just kind of chuckled that you've reached the point of man. Imagine a lineup with Kobe White and Daniel Gafford. Like that would be awesome. Um, I'm just not there. It's not that low of a moment right now. I think they're good, good quality role players, but I'm not doing the imagine question uh, about Kobe White and Dan Gafford. Let's end on uh, Tanner's question. Tanner says, "What if Charlotte offers Gordon Hayward for Tim Hardaway Jr., Davis Bertans, and a top 15 protected first round pick?" Um, I think I'm out. Sorry. Gordon Hayward's injury stuff just scares the heck out of me. If it's healthy Gordon Hayward, I would be, I would be pretty intrigued by it. Um, there's a money angle to this. You get off the third year, basically of Berton's and, and Tim's money. So you free up that money, um, uh, in earlier summer or an earlier off season. If it's without the pick, sign me up. I would do it probably. Um, you know, because Hayward's on the book, you know, for that $30 million number for next year. But that top 15, you know, protected first, I'm not making that swing. And then, you know, four years from now, we're giving up the 17th overall pick because we took a swing on Gordon Hayward for two years. I, I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not here for that. So sorry, Tanner. Sorry, sorry to uh, burst your bubble with that. Guys, that's um, a good portion of the question. Sorry if I couldn't get to all of your questions. Uh, maybe we can do this again sometime soon. Talk Nick into it. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow night after the Boston uh, game. Let's do a little prediction. Uh, let's say the Mavericks go into Boston. I'll try to be optimistic here. I'm going to say that the Mavericks win 112 to 108. Four-point victory for the Mavs. There you go. Uh, we'll be back with a post-game pod tomorrow night, and then we'll be off. Um, that'll obviously come out late Wednesday night. They'll be the pod for Thursday. And then uh, I'm going to take off on uh, Friday, so there'll be no pod for Friday. Then we'll be back for post-game pods over the weekend. Guys, see you tomorrow night after the Mavs beat the Celtics. Uh, yay. Hopefully it's not a jinx. Peace out. Boom. I hit the wrong button. Let me hit the right outro video